0: Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 17 of The Wishing Horse of Oz by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 17. Damparoo in Oz in the company of scraps the scarecrow the royal visitors and all the amusing members of ozma's court the emperor and chalk passed a gay and hilarious morning the tableau and pageants proceeded without a single hitch and no one seemed to miss dorothy or pigasus at all nor did anyone notice the omission of the carefully planned groups showing the wizard's arrival in oz dorothy's first visit to the emerald city or the victory of nick chopper over the wolves these interesting and historical events might just as well never have happened Notta's circus later in the afternoon went off with a bang even without Pigasus to jump through hoops and fly round the ring waving flags, while Scraps did her balance-defying acts on the trapeze and tightrope. The picnic supper was even more fun than the circus, and the fireworks set off by Tick-Tock, who was in no danger of scorching himself, the best of all. Indeed, Skamperoo's first day in the Emerald City had been so full and interesting He had not made a single wish or once thought of his magic emeralds. "'Funny, we never had jolly times like this at home,' mused Scamperoo, putting out the emerald stars in the ceiling that pleasantly lighted his green apartment, and burrowing happily down into his splendid green bed. "'Oh, Chalk, are you asleep there, old horse?' As no answer came from the other bed. Scamperoo let himself sink a bit deeper into the luxurious nest of silken covers and soon was asleep himself puffing and whistling like a steamboat but the strange and frightful snoring of the emperor did not seem to stop nor scare away the shadowy figure that presently came stealing into the royal chamber once twice Three times long skinny fingers reached out toward the thick neck of the snoring ruler of Oz. The fourth time there were three distinct little clips, and when the curving talon-like claw withdrew, it had in its clutching grasp the three powerful wishing chains. Then, without waking the occupant of either bed, the thief stole quietly into the shadows. Now the scarecrow, delighted with the success of the celebration so far, had suggested a series of athletic contests and obstacle races for next day, and Skamperoo had heartily agreed to his plans. His first thought on waking was the race to be run by the straw man and himself. The straw man on the wooden sawhorse, he on his splendid white charger. I'll wear the white leather breeches and shirt, puffed Scamperoo, bounding out of bed like a schoolboy. He had taken a shower and donned his showy riding-clothes before he missed his magic emeralds. Then all at once, as he stood before the mirror to comb his hair, he gave a loud squall of anguish. "'Chalk! Chalk!' roared the distracted Emperor, racing over to the balcony and leaning so far over the railing he nearly fell on his crown they're gone they're gone my emeralds my necklaces my necklaces my emeralds now chalk who had risen early to nibble the clover while it was still fresh with morning dew looked up in alarm then as his master's voice grew louder and louder and his gestures more spectacular and desperate the white horse rose up on his hind legs and shook his head in violent warning and displeasure. Hush, he directed in a low voice. I'll be right up. Making his way quickly, but cautiously so as not to arouse the curiosity of any of the palace servants, already at work in the lower hallways, Chalk hurried up to the agitated emperor. They're g- g- go on, blubbered Scamperoo sitting on the edge of the bed and crying like a baby go on now everything is ruined and i'll have nothing left at all well you still have me murmured chuck resting his head affectionately on Scamperoo's shoulder brace up king and for oat's sake be quiet no one here knows about necklaces and until the rascal who has stolen them learns how to use them we are as safe as soap that rascal of course is Mataya. somehow he has managed to cross the deadly desert yes chalk shook his head wrathfully i am convinced that Mataya has the necklaces but what good are they to him when we alone know the secret that makes them work He'll have to come to us in the end, and when he does—' Ha!' Chalk expelled the air from his nose in a terrific snort. Just let me take care of him. "'But shouldn't we give the alarm, have a search made for him, uh, try to recover the emeralds?' "'Let him alone,' counseled the wishing-horse firmly. "'The thing for you to do is to sit tight on the throne of Oz. Remember, you are still the emperor." "'But how can I be without those emeralds?' Scamperoo damped at his eyes with a satin bedsheet. "'We got along all right yesterday,' said Chalk calmly. "'Come, cheer up, Scamper. Everything will be all right.' "'I rather counted on beating the Scarecrow in that race this morning,' muttered Scamperoo wistfully how can you run as fast as that tireless wooden creature who was magically brought to life well wasn't i magically brought to life the white horse shook his mane roguishly come along kingaling we'll not only win that race but we'll have back our necklaces and chase mattia out of oz before we are through i i really believe you can do anything sighed getting almost cheerfully to his feet. But just the same I shall keep a sharp outlook for Mataya. He might start a revolution." "'He'll revolute pretty rapidly if I once get my heels on him,' promised Chalk with a wicked grin. "'Come on, heads up, and who's afraid?' However, in spite of the white horse's valiant attempts to comfort him, Skamperoo spent a troubled and uneasy day casting fearful glances behind him no one was looking searching the happy holiday crowds with haggard glances for a glimpse of the long thin face of Mattia, the merchant even when chalk beat the sawhorse in their long exciting race through the park and the crowds cheered them hoarse with delight and approval the victory was spoiled by the knowledge that somewhere in the emerald city lurked his most dangerous and relentless foe Chalk, too, though he pretended to regard the matter lightly, was almost as worried as his master, and spent every free moment poking his head into doorways, and peering down side streets, and rearing up over walls. And while Skamperoo was having his afternoon nap, the white horse systematically searched the palace from top to bottom, even the cellar. But in the cellar Chalk did not go quite far enough for it was in a hollowed-out chamber under the cellar that the merchant of Scampavia was really hidden. Here, with a goodly supply of food stolen from the pantry, Mattia had seriously settled down to work out the problem of the emerald necklace. He had meant to conceal himself in the cellar itself, but when his foot brushed against an iron ring in the floor, he had lifted it up,